is it. Uh, here we go. Episode number 143, No Laugh Track Podcast. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their tune uh, at the beginning there. Of course, dear uh, Trevor Anderson, I came here last week and he was the feature act and he is in that band, Circle of Heat. In any case, because I, I came here and see Justin Willman, who was on the podcast last week, who is awesome. I am Justin Severson. He was Justin Willman. I'm with two guests today. The headliner this week, Emily Galati. Hi. The feature, who's normally a headliner here, Derek Huge. I mean, what was that a joke? Is it Hughes now, or have you changed? I've it to started huge? pronouncing it Huge. Huge. Yeah. Congratulations, figured, Derek yeah. Huge. People think I'm compensating, but uh, <laughs> it's Hughes. It's oh, okay, Hughes. Derek Hughes. Derek Hughes. Hey, everybody. Hey, we're back. You guys have both been here before on this awesome podcast. Yes. Happily. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Derek, you do magic. That's Last true. week, the magic twice, two weeks in a row here. I know. At it's Acme. magic. It's, yeah. Well, it's, it's the club's going back to its roots. What do you mean? It used to be a comedy and magic club. When I was in uh, high school, I would get my parents to sneak me in so I could see a headline comic and a headline magician. Oh, really? Yeah, it was David Wood's Rib Tickler. Oh, that's right. I have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's my it's This my all favorite. sounds so fake, but also so real. I know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it is absolutely true. Right. It was David Wood's Rib Tickler. He modeled it. Have you ever played comedy in Magic Club? My mm. wife was asking last night. We watched Emily last night, uh, our first night here at the club, and she's awesome. Thank you. And I hadn't seen you do comedy, and uh, you were What have really, you seen her really do? funny. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, she very re- bad at magic. Yeah, she really sucks at magic. Uh, so I was, I was really not expecting much when she uh, was going to try that comedy thing. Um, but really, surprisingly, entertaining. Thank you. <laughs> surprisingly, I'll take, I'll take it. That's fine. I'll take it. Have yeah. you played comedy at Magic Club in uh, Hermosa Beach? No, Charlene. Uh, that's where we met. I went, my, met my wife there, and she was like, "You, you should." You should play that club. She wants you to play comedy and magic club. I'll go do it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I've heard wonderful things about it. Well, we'll definitely give your uh, your information and footage to Richie B. Thank you. Down there. Yeah. Thank you. Look at this. Things are happening. Yeah. It's a, it's a great club. But this uh, this club. What, was, we, what if your wife wouldn't have been a fan? I wouldn't be bringing this up to Emily right now. But it's recorded, so it's like official. Now and it's gonna now it's, definitely now it's, work there. Like you can't stone. take it back. Nope. Yeah, so. Uh oh. Uh-uh. Nope. Well, that was very nice, you, Derek. <laughs> Thank my wife. <laughs> what? Uh, so, you guys have you you met before last yesterday? No, we met Anywhere? yesterday. Yeah, you met yesterday. Yeah, Look we actually that. have the same college agent, so I've talked a lot about Derek <laughs> to other people in the booth. <laughs> yeah, in the booth, a lot of just selling the wares. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, when people are like, "Hey, we Derek Hughes was here a month ago," that type of thing, or it's more like. Uh, at a trade show, you want to yeah. tell I Justin how colleges work? I don't know. <laughs> trade show, I think, is the correct way to describe it. Oh, when you're you there s- selling yourself to get gigs. Yes. Yes. And sometimes even you perform and they don't like you and they ask who else is available. And Derek oh! always gets brought up. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Well, they know I got babies. They're really supportive of that <laughs> over there at the college agency. Uh <laughs> You yeah. need to come up with a, you know, you don't have kids, Emily. I don't. Unless have something's kids. changed. No kids. So, uh, I, you, maybe you need to come up with some sort of story like that. I know. Because people, you know, like, well, you know, when you're on the kind of the border of getting hired, well, she's got cats. I have to hire her. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> really dependence. wild. <laughs> Just call them dependents. And when they get into it, say cats, but kind of blur it, like mumble it so that they might hear it as kids. Cats, <laughs> that's, the name of my, that's the name of my children, cats. It's just been named all yeah. of my children. Yeah, to make it easy, like George Foreman. <laughs> yeah. There you go. How was, the, uh, how was last night? It's my favorite show of all time. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever do better than that. I think it was, I think I peaked. I'm going to retire today. Wow. I'm done. I'm announcing it. I'm retired. Because you can't top it, right? Can't top it. It was literally the acme. It was the acme. Of your career. You should finish yeah. your week. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we have Derek's headline, so he can just headline, and I'm, I'm out. Okay, fair enough. I'm fair getting enough. out. Leave when you're on top. George Costanza, it. <laughs> Best show ever, which means I should have left about the second joke last night. <laughs> if I Costanza it, I would have gone, that's it, that's bye. <laughs> now, I, listen, I was sitting in that audience, and people were laughing all the way to the back, and Charlene was yelling at that 
crowd on our drive home. And uh, if you were here last night, uh, fuck you. Oh, yeah. no, no, I'm no, kidding. <laughs> no, they were fun. They were, they were. I think, quiet laughers. There was even someone like right in the front who was, she, would, she, she would just go. Yeah, Which, Emily is smiling big smiling. and silently, and then at the microphone. Is it, do you just want to say time out when you see that and go, "Hey, let it out"? What are you holding in? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But you kind of can't because that makes their sphincters tighten even harder. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a subtle science. Uh, loosening up a crowd, especially a crowd that's a little tight. I think maybe part of their their reticence to laugh hard at us last night. And I and I, like I say again, I think they really Tuesday? enjoyed it. I think we did a great show. Yeah, I think it was and, a great show. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday. And you got to keep in mind, shit just thawed out around here. Yeah, and these people are in a basement <laughs> when summer just dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. think I think there's something in the zeitgeist with that. You know, in in a group mind where it's like, you know, maybe half of them were thinking about the barbecue they're going to have uh-huh. tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're missing out. Screw them. Did you? So, Derek, I have a question for you, sir. Yeah. Uh, when you, like you're normally a headliner here. Yeah. You doing anything different then in a feature? Did, does that change what well, you're doing? You know, when I when I really have when I'm really brave and I and I feature, uh, I'll I'll do just stand up, and I'll just work on stand up because stand up, uh, you know, I do half stand up and I do half magic in my in my work and i've done magic a lot longer than i've done stand up mm-hmm. so stand up is still where i i can always feel like i feel I always feel kind of new when it comes to finding my voice and working my voice as a stand up comic yeah um now being the father too and i always i know i always hark back to that here but uh i did not i had big big plans to write 30 minutes of all new stand up for this week and uh, I didn't. Well, yeah. Well, I, you know, being, uh, I have two cats, kids, cats, whatever. Yeah. Not, I have no, <laughs> none of those. But uh, I also had big plans to write like 30 new minutes for this week and didn't. So, yeah, but, it's feel, hard. Yeah. It's hard it's, with kids or without kids. It is hard. It is really hard. Uh, I am working on some new magic material. Uh, so I'm taking advantage of, of, you know, having a pro who can bring it home and give people their money's worth, right? <laughs> in case uh, the magic doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> in case my magic doesn't happen. Wait, what? Exactly. Can I can I ask what's trick gone wrong? Like completely has it happened in the middle of a show where it's just like, oh, that was not 100%. your card. 100%. Absolutely. What do you do? Um, well, I will tell you, part of, Part of my my voice as a magician is uh, I'm really into the idea of a flaw. Okay, Emily. Uh, you know I like it when, and I, I sometimes engineer this into my routining, where it seems like maybe things aren't going quite right, mm-hmm. and then in the end, everything comes together and the magic happens. But it almost seems like it's out of my hands. Yeah, because what I don't really like is as an audience member, I don't really like the all-powerful and magnificent Oz on stage. You know, the person who's like, I kind of feel like magic is, if there is magic in the world, we can't necessarily harness it probably. And and Deep. and as a human being, I, I doubt any one of us could really control it mm-hmm. at will. Mm-hmm. But we might be a conduit. We might, if it did exist, maybe we could open ourselves to letting it flow through us in some way, shape, or form. So that's what I try to represent mm-hmm. on stage. So with that that said, if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. then my powers of improvisation come into play. And I often can find a less magical than intended conclusion, <laughs> <laughs> but in the audience's eyes, a perfectly competent magical <laughs> finale. Okay. To a setup premise. Okay. Does that make sense? I guess. You know? Would the easiest thing t- to cover up be the old, uh, is this your card? And what? then just make a joke. Oh, it's not. I mean, because I've seen, I've seen where, like, the fake out. Like, yeah. It's part, of the, it's part of the trick is that it actually isn't the card. Yeah. You know? I think probably the easiest to improvise to a new finale would be 
boom, that's your card. And they say, no, it's not. I look, oh my God, it's not their card. And then playing it off as a joke and then fishing for information. Well, was it a red card? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finding a way to maybe use secret skills to so switch you, it in. Or sounds like that's happened. Find it in a new place. Sure. Secret skills that he can't reveal. Yeah. It's magician's code. Yeah, that I is I learned code. a lot from Arrested Development. I know a lot about your business. <laughs> I don't know how accurate that representation I think it's pretty accurate. I like to believe it's pretty accurate. I think that was... That was nonfiction show, right? That was a documentary. That was a documentary. So on the craft. Of Have magic. you worked with Job when he uh, does his magic? No, I haven't. No, you haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't been a consultant the union? on that show. The union. union. The magic union. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what was it called? That's right. Oh man, what was it called? <sighs> I don't know. Just hey, so, uh, since you brought that up, I saw uh, you. I think you tweeted or Facebook or something. Kimmy Schmidt. Did you watch all of it? I love it. You yeah. loved it. Did oh. you watch it, Derek? Yeah. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes That's about it? three days ago. Just started. Oh, okay. Just started, um, and it's pretty great. Yeah. 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 I love the intro. Uh, the faux viral video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intro. Really smart. That song gets stuck in your head um, too. Unbreakable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I never skipped past it. Like you get to shows and you end up like skipping past the theme, you know, like when you do the uh, mm-hmm. the marathon watching. So oh, my biggest problem that. with binge watching Gilmore Girls is that opening <laughs> song is so long and boring and it's <laughs> Well a lot of people worked on that show. Wait, Gilmore Girls. So there's yeah. a lot of credits that have to Is that the song? Yeah. What did you just say? I can't sing. No. No, what's Gilmore it's, Girls? It's, Let's if, all get it if in you're everyone's out heads. on the road feeling lonely. And so, yeah, I don't want to sing it. All you have to do is call my name. And Yeah, it's that one. It's so long, though. It's like nine verses. I don't. It's like Freebird. <laughs> they just do one sentence and the show's Gilmore over. Gilmore Girls theme song. That's why they have to talk so fast is because they have to make up for lost time with the intro song. <laughs> They're fast talkers on the show. Yeah, fa- yeah, that's what it's known for. Fast, fast talking. So Kimmy Schmidt, you you loved it. Like, I, loved I loved it. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I watched almost all of it. Like the first night it got put up, it was really? just, it was a night I couldn't sleep. And then yeah. I was like, I w- this is supposed to come out today. I wonder if it's on Netflix. And then I just binge watched most of it. Yeah, and watched like three more episodes the next day. Yeah. Here's how I nutshelled it. Uh, tell me if you agree. If Kenneth from Thirty Rock had a vagina, mm. no. I mean, that's uh, that's decent. I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. But I don't know. Fish out of water. Fish, yeah. But Eternal Optimist, mm-hmm. she got more of a bite than Kenneth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuter. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> Fair enough. Although, if you're going to build a, a sitcom around a character, Kenneth is not, a, is not a bad choice. I love Kenneth. <laughs> yeah. I would have like, tuned in Thursdays for yeah. Kenneth. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Way better than Joey. So. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, right. Kenneth have a sitcom right now with the insult yeah. triumph? Yeah. Really? He, he does. They teamed up. Mm-hmm. I don't have They're a comedy duo. I haven't seen it. It's, yeah, it's on maybe Adult Swim, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Yeah, it's Triumph and whatever his name, his real Kenneth name is. The Page. Jack. Oh, it's not Kenneth the Page. Jack, Jack McBriar. McBriar, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to uh, bring the mood down here, but I know you're a huge basketball fan, Emily. Look at that look on her face. Dude. Yeah. 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 How are if things? I could do a sound effect to that look, it would be. Um, wah, wah, wah. How, 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 how are things? Very disheartening. Yeah. yeah very disheartening. Um, Arizona's your team. Arizona's my team. I thought for sure they would make the Final Four because I have taken the last two years, I've taken Final Four weekend off in case Arizona made it. And I was like, I'm going to go to the Final Four with my dad. That's what we've done. Uh, 97, 2001. We haven't been back since. Uh, and I booked this weekend in August, not even thinking about the Final Four. And maybe mid-October, I realized, oh, I'm booked Final Four weekend at Acme. I'm like, I'm not canceling that. And I was like, we're going to make it. Like, we're going to make it, and I'm not going to get a go. And even when Arizona made like the Elite Eight, my dad and I, my dad was like, I'm going to go to Indianapolis if we make it. He's like, if we beat Kentucky, I'll buy you a ticket for the championship game that night, drive back to Chicago, and just straight to Indianapolis. Wow. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm gonna, we're gonna do it, and wow. then that is so sweet, isn't that? Isn't that awesome? And then Wisconsin shot 78 percent from three, and yeah, if they shoot 50 percent from three point range, I'm going to the championship game on Monday. <laughs> but, Damn. Yeah. Damn. 
It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to watch. Damn. So listen, forgive me, you guys, but so Arizona's not going. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what Did, I'm getting. Was that from clear? This. That's what I'm getting. No. From they, this. They, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Wisconsin. Wisconsin is going to the final. Wisconsin four. is going. Beat Arizona for the second year in a row. Boo. Yeah. Boo. 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 Right. 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 Okay. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Boo, Wisconsin. I'm sorry. And I, you know, it's it's heartbreaking because the bonding you were to do with your father. I know. That's the hardest part. You see, part. Wisconsin, what you've done to my family relationships. So wrong. For mm-hmm. two years, my father and I <laughs> have not got to hang out. The, the distance. It's just a growing distance yeah. between you. Mm-hmm. You can't even look at cheese. No. You know what you need to do now? The uh, Final Four is going to be here in Minneapolis in a few years. Yeah. Did you know that? I think 2016 is even Phoenix. So. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yee. Right? Yeah. They're, but they're building the new, like, I just drove up, I drive by it every week when I come to Acme, the uh, new football, the Viking Stadium. That's crazy. It's, it's, wow. I can't believe how cool. It looks like the Wiseman Museum. I mean, who was? <laughs> it's this art architecture. It's That's, this space arc. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. When I, when we drove by it yesterday, I was like, what art museum just got? Interesting. Because like, it looks like it's going to be an art museum uh-huh. right now. Because an art museum... You always know when you drive by an art museum, I feel like, because the building is also an attempt of art. Yeah, that's like, true. Absolutely. Never... Probably a lot of glass. Yeah, and you're like, I don't, this is so out of place mm-hmm. and funky. Yeah. But that's what the the new dome looks like now. <laughs> the new dome. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it... <laughs> oh, you can call it that. Just okay. going to be covered? Yeah. Uh, retractable roof. Ah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it's still my idea from Phoenix. There you go. Perfect. Shit. Same, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Yeah. <laughs> Same idea. Same idea. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna have the final four at that place. Yeah. So you should book. Talk to Lewis before you leave. Book your week. <laughs> book my week in like 2018. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. You're still gonna work me in 2018, right? Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's put that on the books now. I love that optimism, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's assuming the sale. Yeah. That's uh, that's the most confidence I think I would ever have. Sure. <laughs> Derek, you. I saw a picture. You were at. The Mad Men premiere? Is that right? What That's was true. That, that was uh, the final premiere uh-huh. of Mad Men because it is the final season. Yeah. Uh, one of my best buddies plays Pete Campbell. Vincent Carthizer plays Pete Campbell on that show. Okay. Uh, who's uh, a very complex character. I've never uh, watched Mad Men. Okay. No. Me either. Okay. It's about advertising. Mad Mad Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Uh but it was cool. It was uh my wife and I went and it was uh you know, she she really sweated over it was black tie. Okay. And so it needed Where was to be, it? It was at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, downtown LA. Uh in a giant screening room and then they had a beautiful uh reception afterwards with awesome food and stars. Yeah. All over the place, dripping with stars. Yeah. Well, I love name dropping, so feel free. Uh, Amy Mann, okay. uh, yeah. if you're a fan, uh, she uh, she was of Till Tuesday fame. Um, Voices carry. Voices uh, carry. Married to Michael Penn, yeah. Sean's Sean's talented musician brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, uh, yeah, Michael Penn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I got it. Also, Chris Penn, another brother there, no longer with us, bringing us back down. I know. Sorry. Uh, but it was really fun. It was really cool. We watched the uh, the show on a giant screen. Yeah, you know, like 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 a movie. It was like watching. It was it was a great way to watch TV, um, and it was bittersweet, you know, because it was probably the last time a lot of the crew and cast will really be together in one spot. Yeah, because it was the final hurrah. They already had their rap party because yeah. they wrapped shooting last year, and this was the last send off to the show that was really. Uh, you know, revolutionary for television, you know, especially cable, basic cable. Mm-hmm. This was the really the first sort of major important hit TV series. And now all the acclaimed TV series are on basic cable mm-hmm. networks for the most part. You yeah, know, like for sure. it really, it really was, was an experiment at the time for AMC to pick up that show. Um, you know, Matt Weiner was one of the creators of the or one of the writers on The Sopranos. Right, right. Um, and this was his first full original creation. How about John Hamm? Did you cross paths with John Hamm? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you meet him? 
I've met him a couple of times over the years. Oh, uh, look at that. And he's a uh, he's super cool guy, you know? Like, I mean, he's really cool. <laughs> does, does John Hamm frequent the comedy and magic club in Hermosa Beach? <laughs> like, if what? I was there, would John Hamm just would happen that, to be there? I'm just, awesome? just asking. Just, you know, you're friends, you know, you know people. Like, <laughs> he, is, he is a serious actor that does have comedy chops, doesn't he? Yeah, like, he really does. Mm-hmm. He's also in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler oh, alert. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Yep. I'm covering my ears. Don't tell me. Yeah. He's really funny. Yeah. I heard he also does a turn on uh, Black Mirror, which uh, is a UK series that is fantastic. Uh, you know, two, three episode seasons of the Black Mirror are on Netflix right now. I got turned on to it. Skip episode two until you've watched everything else because I almost didn't watch everything because episode two was such a roadblock because it's so different stylistically. But the the type of show is uh, each, it's not characters that you learn to love. Mm-hmm. It's more like Twilight Zone where each is its own short fiction, you know? And uh, ep two is just really weird. But everything else is... Uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror. I have written it down. It kind of refers to this. I'm holding up uh, an iPhone 4, the darkened screen. Yeah. You know, it really... the. The show is about modern technology and its potential, sometimes dystopic effect on our world. Creepy. Did you yeah. hear that word he just used? Yeah, it was a big word. Dystopic. Just out of context, I had to assume it wasn't good. I don't really know what it means. <laughs> well, like, like not context utopia? clues. Like, not, look, I think a good magician. Look at what I'm. Look at what I'm picking up. Yeah, like, untopia. Context clues. Untopia. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, untopia. Derek. I have a complaint. Oh, God. Ready? Yeah. Where's that awesome little mustache you had that I saw <sighs> tons of pictures of a few months back? To, to Do you know what I'm talking about, Emily? I don't. He had the freaking... Pencil-thin mustache? Yes. Oh, yeah. so... Yes! I was, rock, I was rocking the Clark Gable. Yes, Clark yeah. Gable. There yeah. you go. It was awesome. It loved, was awesome. I loved every minute of it. Uh, why, why? Why did you uh, make it disappear, magician man? I have a wife who uh, has a say. Okay. In what her. touches her face? I'm gonna say good for from her. time to time. Fair enough. And uh, and then there was a Verizon callback. I didn't book it, but uh, there was a commercial callback. Oh, and so I'm, you didn't. And I'm a, yeah. So I had nothing no, to do with your wife. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> pretty much. But I give her credit because it had to go. How long did you rock that mustache um, for? Various shapes and sizes uh, for about two months. Oh man. And. Uh, you was, need to go back to his uh, social media sites I was thinking, and I check it out. It's, it's pretty good. so awesome. There's a there's a pretty cool still with uh, me and Arsenio. Yeah. Uh, okay. At the Comedy and Magic Club. Oh really? Okay. Um, where? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. But one of his comments, one of his Instagram followers, was like, "What's up with that dude's stash?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like you could hear the guy actually saying it. Probably it was really you know a mustache. If you, if you haven't ever had a mustache and you start to rock a mustache, it is really uh, it causes turmoil. Yeah, among friends and you know it's really yeah rifts between friends when I rock a mustache. Like it's just <laughs> it gets so awkward. I don't care how I shave it into what shape. Turn the handlebars up. It just doesn't work out. No, listen. Have you had a friend that suddenly appears in your life wearing a mustache that doesn't normally wear a mustache? Yes. Does it freak you out? Yes, and you can you you can even pick. I think you can pick people out, just strangers that you're like, this does not belong on your face, and you're doing this for some other reason than looks. Like, okay, you can tell people who don't normally rock it who are just trying it on for irony or like hipsters but you're like it just doesn't fit your face and I you need that. to not do this sure i sure. love the thought of trying on facial hair <laughs> trying it on well in mm. you know and it's very trendy right now facial hair of mm-hmm. various types shapes sizes and lengths yeah uh what blew me away i did start wearing it kind of ironically like mm-hmm. i had a little extra growth you know mm-hmm. uh from a few days and i shaved it down to, uh, that's how it can start. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, how yeah. it started. Uh-huh. And I would go in public and like go to the bank teller and kind of give a, a, a wry smile. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you see what I got on my face? No, you didn't. Yeah. But I didn't that's- say that. And they would respond with nothing. Okay. Like, it was amazing that as a grown-up man person, no one, no one questioned my mustache at all. It was totally accepted. 
is and it, no is, one laughed or thought it was fun or funny. And I that that is kind it of the equivalent of calling a woman fat. What's the what's the equivalent of calling a man out on his terrible facial hair as like a female like if like does this dress make me look fat does this mustache make me look creepy like, yeah I mean, yeah i think so yes uh-huh. the answer is yes <laughs> but i think i have to say no so wait your blanket statement emily all mustaches are creepy i would say m- most mustaches men cannot pull off mm-hmm. and you have to learn, especially like beards or any facial hair, you have to learn what fits your face. And most men have no idea. And I also think most men have no idea what haircut is appropriate for their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible haircuts, too, that just don't match the head. And you're like, you need to do something. And it's, shirts that don't. I have a lot. Okay. I, yeah, I get, maybe this going. is why I'm single. Uh, also, the shirt out. sizes, men who don't know how to pick out a shirt too size. Too big? What's the bigger problem? Too big. too big or too small? Too big. Too, too big? big? Always too big. a little more big. fitted? Little just just make it look like you're wearing the correct size. I see. I feel like that was more of a problem in high school and college than it is in everyday life. But it's still just like that shirt does not fit you, and just go buy a. I occasionally thing. will ditch a t-shirt that like seemed to look normal years ago, and now I'm like, this thing is. Fr- it's a, this is the biggest large or extra large I've ever seen. Like yes. now I'm swimming in it. I can criticize all men knowing. Full well, I have no idea what fashion to put on my own body, like, or how to do my own hair. Uh, <laughs> or your but mustache. I don't, yeah, or my mustache. Like, I have all these problems too. But that's probably why I recognize it in men that sure. uh-huh. I'm trying to date because I, I have those same insecurities. Right? That's how that works. You're reflecting back. Sure, of course, yeah. of course, of course, yeah, of course. Do you? Uh, it's the black mirror. Yeah. Have you ever dated a mustache guy? No, thank God. Never kissed a mustache guy. No, thank God. What? Okay. I don't think. Well, then how do you know happen. it's not heaven? Uh, stubble is a stubble can be bad. Uh, I did date a guy in college who had like really like stubble that was just like it was like sandpaper. Of course. Yeah, it was awful, and I, I don't know. I just the the mustache is so just out of place. Uh, okay, I, I'll give it to Tom Selleck. I would date a, a mustache here, Tom Selleck. Oh my God! You jump to the fullest. Most perfect, perfect, yeah, caterpillar on your upper lip That's mustache. How <laughs> rare it is! Like you can name Tom Selleck, name another perfect mustache. I mean, it's rare to get a stash that. Gorman Thomas, he played uh, first base for the Brewers back in the eighties. Awesome I'd mustache. Have to, can okay. we Black Mirror a photo? <laughs> Ask uh, Tim Harmston. He and I are both big Gorman Thomas fans. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, but no, like Tom Selleck stash. That's what people are trying to replicate. No one's doing it. No. No, no one's doing it. You can do a lot with facial hair. Just the stash is difficult. We had a- the soul patch is awful. Don't just do that. <laughs> right. The no. only, like the, just the solo, soul, just, yeah, solo just patch. Just anything, any just chin thing is not, yeah. Just, no. I, uh, we had a get together at my grandparents' house last weekend. And uh, so, you know, a bunch of aunts, uncles, cousins. And I, one of my uncles, uh, I didn't talk, we were there for, you know, three, four hours. I didn't talk to him just because there's so many people there. Just, I hadn't talked to him the whole afternoon, but I made a point. But before we left... I walked over to him. I said, Dave, the mustache, man. Like, if I've never seen you with a mustache, he's, uh, I'm guessing, you know, like in his probably around 60, has never had a mustache. First one ever, ever. And I said, wait a minute. Like, you were, you know, coming of age, like in the 70s, you know? Yeah, it was like, Republic. you didn't have, like, a stash from 74 to 79? Never. 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 Hmm. How'd it look? Really good. See? And it's he's possible. got like the uh, salt and pepper hair, dark mustache. Hmm. I like that. My friend Mike has brown hair and his facial hair is all red. <laughs> yeah. He's super Irish and we used to call him a leprechaun. And then especially when like his facial hair was like, oh, you're, it's, you're definitely a leprechaun. What is there? Are you looking up the picture right now to show I'm her? I'm trying to find Emily my, 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 my pencil mustache. <laughs> it's a blurry shot. It's not... It's better than I expected. Ah, we'll put it that way. I'll With take the that glasses, as a triumph. That, yeah. It's, and, this, and the hair, you know, yeah. kind of a retro uh, parted on the side. The look looks complete. I'm not saying it's a great look, but it doesn't look so... Well, that doesn't belong there. The re- one of the reasons I, th- I thought of wearing it or making it a permanent fixture was this idea of, well, there's aging, right? Mm-hmm. When you age... Uh, you know, your face does kind of deteriorate into a general 
old person face, I think we lose some of our character. Well, it's not going to happen to me. <laughs> not <laughs> women, though. No, Never. No. no, no, of course not. not. Um, and the idea of like I, I, maybe, I don't know, thinking of Woody Allen and his, his glasses uh, or like an archetype as an entertainer, you know, mm-hmm. thinking of some sort of caricature worthy facade, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe it's two dimensional. You know what you should have done? To make it, uh, uh, if you decide to go back to it, make it kind of uh, catch on for your like social media profile. Yeah, a caricature, like cartoon picture of you emphasizing the mustache, emphasizing the mustache. Yeah, sure, maybe just glass frames and a mustache. There we go. Yeah, I think if you really want to push the look, you need to wear a turtleneck. <laughs> I, I think that look. I don't even own a turtleneck. Do you own a, like, own a turtleneck? I own, I own a, like four dickies, but uh... <laughs> or even just a Steve Jobs mock turtleneck. But yeah, that would I think it would really enhance the that mustache look. <laughs> oh my god, with the blazer? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. of course with the blazer. <laughs> Very Scotty. Yes, like like blue turtleneck, like red blazer, white pants, and boat shoes. Oh my <laughs> like, god. White pants, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm no, I know my That's history. Ron Burgundy's agent. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, I know, like my history, and I've talked about it here, especially last week and other times when Derek's been here about uh, witnessing magic, like growing up. I've you've talked about, you know, we've you and I, Derek, have talked about your how you started doing magic here locally and all that stuff. I want to know, but I don't know what's your opinion. Not your opinion of magic. How do I want to ask this? Like early memories. Of, of magic growing up magic. for you, Emily? Oh. Like, what do you remember? Like, somebody coming to school or maybe... Like, I was telling Justin Wilman last night or last week, the um, the people that come, like, table to table at a restaurant and do, like, the, you know... Yeah. What's the name for that? Uh, table to table restaurant Shut magician. Stop. <laughs> the, the, the opening magician position. That's, like, the first stage. Yeah. Uh, you fr- no. You first... You know, you don't open for big acts. You you, you first open for the entree. Yeah. <laughs> You're the warm-up act for the f- sizzling fajitas. We were talking about this last night. How do you, do you have like co- like magic open mics where you just go test new tricks? Uh, no, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, just I will use. To your use, family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, everyone sit down. Turn the TV off. Yeah. I got a new one brewing. <laughs> um, there's a club in LA called the Magic Castle. Okay, and uh, I think that was on Arrested Development. It was. I think they yeah. called it something mm-hmm. else. But there is the the yeah. photograph of there's a photograph of a group of magicians outside the Magic Castle, and it's the club that Job belongs to. Yeah, I do remember that image. Um, they they book. It's a seven day week there, mm-hmm. you know, and you do three sets a night mm-hmm. when you perform there. So that's that's a space where. Um, in between, you know, a strong opener and a strong closer. It has that new material. I can, so I feel exactly, comfortable. Almost exactly like stand-up. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So how often do you see bad magic, Derek? All the time. You know, it's... Just, can you describe it to us? I want to know. Well, you've what. seen it, you know. The thing, the thing, the worst kind of magic is a, a, a man or a woman who has purchased a secret... Mm-hmm you know through the commerce of mm-hmm. magic right and there is magic shops and there's there's magic dealers who have online entities and will advertise you know this surefire entertaining routine with you know and um what type of what type of prices <laughs> i'm serious in the market um, no but i'm just curious yeah, like how much like you could five hundred dollars you could spend anything from thirty dollars to you know fifteen hundred dollars for a professional magic trick, yeah. you know, from from a magic dealer. Uh, now, personally, I I you know explore books. Uh, I think the real secrets exist in in research and and coming up with a concept on your own and really trying to find your voice. Find it, yeah, yeah. A lot um, like comedy, yeah. But there's the the fallacy is that magic exists in the trick, in the secret, mm-hmm. and that. Oh, if I know the secret, I can go in front of an audience and do my magic trick and they will see me and I am a professional. And most audiences have not seen a lot of live magic. 
So it's hard for a, a, your average audience to know whether they're seeing good magic or bad magic. It's the same with comedy. 100%. It's the same with comedy. Like, you just don't know this is terrible. Because there's tricks <laughs> in comedy. Mine's great, by the way. My there's, comedy's phenomenal. It is, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super smart. Uh, and uh, not, yeah, people people sometimes people think it's bad, but it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you buy it? Uh, on an online <laughs> store. I just bought a kit. I, it was the secret of comedy, and yeah. I just got all of these jokes. Come to a little plastic uh, microphone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You can practice at home. <laughs> a little button with a laugh track. Yeah. I'm bummed that I, I left it. I was going to bring in my because uh, I bought I bought my daughter a uh, magic set. For Christmas, Melissa and Doug. No, okay. Uh, Jim something it was off Amazon. Okay, Jim S- Scott Stotts hmm. slots. I hope it's not slots. <laughs> not name. Hope brand. it's not slots. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> magic slots. Magic slots. And I, as I said last week, no one's really ever gotten into it at the house. But I brought the book. I was gonna was gonna bust it out here and have you sh- show me some of the stuff. Oh damn! Make fun of it, but I left it in my car. Next time. So let's pause. No. Um. I think we should pause and do that. It actually sounds like a lot. I really <laughs> get the magic book. It came, the set came with like uh, three little squishy balls, a rope. Great. A, a, a mm. hanky. These are the tools. Yeah. These are the tools. A deck of cards. Yes. Where's your deck of cards? Right here. See? I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. In my pocket. It. That yeah. was my favorite thing last night was when I went into the bathroom and there were just jokers discarded in the trash can and i was like that okay <laughs> like magicians around <laughs> like yeah. you just knew oh really yeah, yeah. magician uh droppings <laughs> magician it, yeah. dropping. telltale signs they were in the toilet too so it was really weird no they were yeah. there. with some sponge balls <laughs> yeah. they don't digest well so <laughs> <laughs> the rope is for yeah like, <laughs> um yeah so, so seeing seeing bad magic is magic that's like regurgitated Super hacky. Hack magic. It's the same premise. It's the same words even sometimes uh, and done in the same style and cadence. What happened to like the uh, abracadabra? Oh, it's still there. Is it? I mean, do people say... It's like airline. Hocus pocus? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I said hocus pocus, I think, last night on stage. But like in an ironic, funny, we're getting a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, not not like... Yeah, I don't... uh, Yeah, I guess I don't really use magic words for their true power <laughs> yeah it's too powerful it's, well it's intimidating yeah i mean my god you know have you have you seen jumanji yeah yeah you unleash something that you can't control hey i haven't seen this movie but uh the prestige yeah is that a good magic movie i think it's a fantastic fantastic you know, magic nolan movie. i think christopher nolan yes. directed it mm-hmm. and it's really good yeah yeah we i i uh i'm planning on watching that if because it came up last week. But then uh, on Monday, I was slipping through HBO and that movie, Burt Wonderstone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, Ter- that's not a very good magic that's movie. That's not a very good magic no. movie. No. magic movie. I saw it probably... What about, what about Magic Mike? <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good magic movie. If you're into magic wands. I liked that one. <laughs> I think that was some good magic. Did you watch Magic Mike? I, yeah. yeah are, are we going to sit here and think I didn't watch Magic Mike? Because I definitely did. You think my fiance doesn't own it on DVD? Like it's okay, McConaughey, mustache. Huh? Again, special case, but I think he has had beard, he has had facial hair, and it's, yes, fi- it's fine. But you're talking, you're, it's a very rare specimen. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't true. think I've seen him with a just mustache. In Days and Confuses, he has a mustache. Yeah. He's young, and I think it's. Okay, but it's still not. It's kind of sleazy. But yeah, it's Daisy definitely, confused. and he is definitely sleazy in the movie. Yeah, which is why he probably He's has the mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magic Mike. We're getting into exceptions of the rules when we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, that's I want what your I'm critique. most interested in. I I, I wanted to uh, when I turned on Burt Wonderstone, I wanted to find out when it was going to play again so I could see the whole thing. Tell me why it's a bad uh, movie. Well, I think it's a flawed movie. I just think it's a movie. It's kind of flawed because uh, Carell plays this guy who's totally soulless and, and narcissistic and then makes a sudden turn uh, where we are then called, as an audience, are called upon to have compassion for him. Mm. You know, And I just feel like it doesn't work. Like We don't make the jump with him. He doesn't go from inhuman to human in a way that uh, 
and the performances are very over the top. Um, the representation of magic—that's what I was wondering. It's funny, but it's not accurate. Okay. you know. Um, and I saw it in at the ArcLight, a big movie theater in uh, in Hollywood. It was a private screening, 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 screening. Uh, <laughs> very adorable screening. Uh, <laughs> It was a private screening for members of the Magic Castle. Oh, okay. So I saw it in a very, you know, sort of idealized setting where it was all magicians watching a movie about magicians. So we enjoyed it. It was funny. Uh, but uh, it, it really did not work for me. You know? Whereas The Prestige, very good magic movie. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, because that, that brings up ideas of like science and morality. You okay. know, David Bowie plays Tesla. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, wow. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. The and it was a total David surprise Boy. for me. I'm Te- sorry to ruin that. Tesla you. makes an appearance in Magic Mike. It's a very heady movie. It's a very... <laughs> we it's might, a think piece. We, we may really. as well believe her, Derek. It's a think piece, guys. It's... <laughs> I'm... I'm uh... Coming to the main stage, it's Nikola Tesla. <laughs> Prepare to get shocked. <laughs> you see the Tesla coil in that movie. It's amazing. Hey. Hey. Science jokes. Let me see a DC. <laughs> So let's see here now. Uh, Emily, last summer you kicked ass on Last Comic Standing. Yes. Yes. That That's a fact. Sure. It is. Okay. You did really well. I did. You did. That's a good TV like time. Participating in a in a contest. You know, like, I mean, well, here, let me, let me ask you this. Do you feel like what you do is an art? Yes. Okay. And so do you feel art... Has any place in a judgment realm? No, in the sense that it's a contest that you can say. I mean, you can say. I guess you can say like one comic is better than the other, but to sit there and judge like four minutes, it's very difficult to do, especially at that level. Everyone's different, and everyone has their different tastes, and it's just. It seems impossibly subjective. Yes, it's a difficult setting, and. And sometimes, like you, you're doing four minutes. So essentially, like I told, like two jokes for one set, and the next set, it's like okay. So you tell like two more jokes, <laughs> and if it's something different, or they can be like, oh, it was too different from your last stuff, or they'll be like, that was too similar to your last stuff. Like yeah. I'm telling you now, a total of four jokes from my hour long act. Like it's very, I don't, it's a very difficult thing to judge with that said it's it's still fun and you get to be on tv like mm-hmm. it used to you, like if you just i think and i think everyone there at least last year like no one had a sense of competition it was just like let's just go do our stand-up set and then whatever like like a wonderful was, commercial for yeah emily galati yeah it was still just a good time yeah. but it, you have to remove that contest element out of it which i think but it kind of needs to be there in our contest-minded culture i think so right yeah and it's just, Did America vote? No, it was just judges. No America voting. But it was, yeah. I, you just kind of, like I have some friends doing it this year. And like, do you have advice? I'm like, just go do what you do and don't worry about it. Like that's the only way you can, I think that's the only way you can approach that. I think you're right. Just go do your jokes and then whatever. Like whatever. Like you have no control over it. What? Yeah, can you crank Eye of the Tiger and hit the comedy gym? Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> getting ready for the for the big meat. Yeah. What uh, I know this is going to be a very vague question, but what has uh, what has changed for you for your career since? Um, sometimes after shows, people go, you know, I, I, I've heard your jokes somewhere, and it took me a while, and it was Last Comic Standing. Really? And I was like, yes, they said I was on Last Comic Standing before I walked on stage. <laughs> it's uh, on the poster. Yeah, on it's the on the poster. Lobby. But yeah, that's. I think that's the biggest change. Is some people go, I, I think I've heard your jokes somewhere. So life changing. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whew, man, the fans. I just can't keep them off. <laughs> now, did you do? Do you have a social media presence? Uh. I am on social media to say presence is inaccurate. So, so a question is like, like when Justin Willman, who was here last week, mm-hmm. and Justin's very savvy with his social media uh, presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I helped work with him a little bit when he was preparing a, a set for Ellen. And in that set, uh, the routine uh, involved his Twitter handle. 
Yes. And the day it aired. You mean like he said, like, you should follow me on at no, Emily Galati. The, the, the trick itself. Uh, <laughs> I was the just finale. trying to get my Twitter handle in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that magic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even notice. It was really good. That illusion. It was okay. really good. Uh, the the reveal of this mentalism effect had his Twitter handle written yeah. as the beginning, and, and it was there the whole time. So he's standing next to Ellen, and he reveals his written Twitter handle. And that day it aired, every hour on the hour, he added something like 10,000 followers. What? And, he, and it was the end of the hour, because he was the end of the show. So at like 1.58, his shit just blew up. Wow. And then at 2.58... Second region, third region, you know, because it's daytime. She's got a yeah. massive following. Yeah. And um, my question is, when you were on Last Comic Standing, did you notice a surge from your TV, your your precious TV presence? Yeah, I don't want to, like, belittle his 10,000 follower numbers every hour on the hour. <laughs> I, got, I might be making that up. It was There was a burst, though. Well, I mean, he I has, got, like, over 100 and some thousand, I That's believe. true, that's true. I got upwards of, like, uh, 400 Okay. Were you waiting for me to say thousand? Because it was just about four hundred. Oh, it stops there. There's no comma. After? No oh. comma. Just oh. two zero. A four and two zeros. Oh, I see. Four hundred times. Four hundred. That's it. Uh, four <laughs> times one hundred. <laughs> and it happened the first show, and then I think just nothing. Yeah, it's not a lot. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't shown a lot. So you know what, though, for like thirty seconds on TV, that's I guess that's good. Yeah. But you never did a you never did any of that last. Comic. No, I'm 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 thinking about America's Got Talent, which is the sort of the the variety arts. Yeah. Talent showcase. Yeah. You have you're thinking about it. I haven't. And uh, yeah, why wouldn't you give it? A- well, I think. And here's a question I have for you, you know, Emily, on your experience of last comic standing. But I know with AGT, I've had friends appear on it. And clearly the producers have spun the appearance to match their story needs. Sure. And some people who I really respect and I think are fantastic entertainers come off as losers. Mm. Now, I'm not, I'm not afraid of being spun into a loser because I, I feel like maybe it's not even possible because I'm so <laughs> radiantly awesome. Yeah, I don't think it's possible. Uh, I don't think that's something especially to Especially my about. girl the stash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't. Uh, but it is a concern, you know, because, I mean, uh, when you film, when you put your material out there and you put it in another producer's hands. It's scary. You're not in control. I'm, and I don't think everyone understands that where... And I've tried to, like, people have been like, why are you so stressed out? Like, things will be lucky. Like, you're so lucky to be doing all this. And, like, I get to go tell my jokes, and they get to edit me however they want. And that is a terrifying proposition Mm -hmm. to be introduced to millions of people of just, you have no control over that. That is, and if, like, there, yeah. Especially in a world where... You know, first impressions seem to be very important. Yes. You know, and I have not met my fan base in any real way, I don't feel, you know. Um, and I know probably it's through television. Yeah. That is the way to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is. That's that's the hiccup or that's the holdback. And also... You know, the initial audition that you tape for, for AGT is 90 seconds. You're talking two minutes. You get two minutes. This is a minute and a half. And then, and I know it, jokes is hard enough. I mean, a magic trick and a joke are very similar. Yeah. There's a setup and then there's a surprising yet inevitable conclusion. Yeah. So it's got to be, you know, it's got to be, there's got to be a, a, a setup. It's difficult. And then a strong ta-da. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That also is entertaining and also encompasses your voice and, and in, in a way that you want your voice to be represented, you know. Um, this is, yeah, this is the only thing, because like, I've talked to people about America's Got Talent, and I'm like, I, I don't even know how you attempt to do a set in 90 seconds. And someone's like, you have to think of all of your interactions with the judges as a part of your set. So then you have like five minutes of like introducing yourself right. and right. talking to them Super or smart. saying something. 
that's the only way that you can conceivably, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Wendy Liebman was here, you know, within the last yes, month. Of course. She had a really great run on America's Got Talent. Yeah. And she's an inspiration to maybe try it, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the storyline of the show last summer was that, you know, she was, she, you know, was left, uh, got voted off or whoever that works there, but then got brought back by Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Has never met him. To this day, has never met Howard, Wendy, even though, like, you know, it's just weird that he, and here's my he somehow had this hand in her coming back, yet she hasn't appeared on his radio show yet, and they literally have not even spoken off off camera. Yeah. And did he? Or, there's there's that's a producer-heavy show. Sure. So mm-hmm. they're going through all the talent, and they're... they're they're trying to create the most entertaining hour of television yeah. every episode. And Wendy's effing awesome. Right. So, yeah, maybe she got voted off that round for drama or whatever, but they know she's a pro and she's going to bring a professional quality of whatever mm-hmm. if good. they bring her yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think my little magic mind uh, <laughs> thinks maybe Howard was given a little slip of paper saying, uh, bring her back. You know, in some sort of produced or scripted way, mm-hmm. and m- maybe not. Maybe Howard really championed her, and yeah. maybe yeah. In the end, in the end, they are they are making TV, and I feel like they are. There is still a casting. There is still a casting sure, going on. Sure. Where even if you, uh, I don't think if you looked at the semifinals of Last Comic Standing last year, I feel like everyone had their opposite. It was there were fourteen people, but it was like you could be like. So you and me were were the two gotcha. this type and you are this type yeah, yeah. and you two are mm, this type. Mm, yeah. Like two men enter, one man yeah. leave. <laughs> I feel like it was like the that. Thunderdome of comedy. Yeah. So that that you're aware that that's going on. But again, like it's not you you have no control over anything. Yeah. You can just go do what you do and just hope it works out for the best. Yeah. And they were they were great. They didn't I don't think they edited anyone to look bad. They were very very concerned of doing that to anyone. They all had those like they would talk to us and say that but it's that's that's your fear everything i've done has been i've done that we'll just go through my list of credits yeah very <laughs> impressive that laughs and comics unleashed and all of those are go do your material and then we'll edit you however you want and it's 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 scary because especially comics unleashed you could edit me to bomb and you can edit me to do well like you do a lot of time isn't that just a talk show it's uh yeah but you're still doing material just sitting there oh like, okay yeah, yeah what percentage of material on comics unleashed is uh banter that's true improvised talking and and what uh, what percentage is you're doing your set from a seated position uh all of it is your all set. of it is my set i think like yeah. one or two parts like that's the impression. I Ty get. Barnett said something to me, and so like we kind of talked. And then John Lovitz and Byron Allen, they're friends, and so they actually just told stories at one point. But I'm sure that won't make the set. But like all of it is inherently your material, and it's really weird to try and do in that setting because it feels awkward. Sure, and God, weird. it has to. And so, yeah, some of it went really well, and some of it went bad. And sometimes, like, you're like, oh, well, they clapped, and so we moved on. And you're like, I didn't even get to that joke at all. Like, that was four lines. I was supposed to say more, but okay. Wow. So you weren't totally unleashed? <laughs> no. Maybe, I, I don't want to get, oh, man, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm revealing secrets that maybe it's against the comic code. Have I, I'm, has it, I'm right sorry, now. but has it aired already? I have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea. It's a great episode. Like, it's. My, I don't know why I'm on this episode, and I felt very out of place. It's myself, John Lovitz, Ty Burnett, and Hal Sparks, and I was like, I know all three of you, and seriously, so I was just really well, this unknown here, person. Here's a question: You don't know if it's aired or not yet, but have you noticed any surge in your social media oh. around midnight or <laughs> one a.m., three a.m.? Yeah, <laughs> just four dudes following me around four a.m. Uh, ah, must have aired. Must have aired. <laughs> not an untypical just. Tuesday, 4 a.m. <laughs> it's not a typical. Uh, I love that. So that would be like if um, you guys showed up here today and then Derek at the club here, not to be confused with Derek Hughes, pulled you guys aside and be like, hey, you guys are going to do, you know, you guys are going to sit down and talk to Justin today, but mm-hmm. really you're going to do your jokes. 
Yeah. He's going to uh, do this and set you up, and you're going to say this, and then... I've been doing my jokes the whole time. Has it not been funny? Yeah, this is, is my this... material, Justin. This is my... This is my act. Oh, verbatim. Oh, this is not going well. Oh, man. Hey, uh, we would like to thank you guys for all the time, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't... I would be so thrown off if you guys showed up and did that to me. Well, that's that's a format, you know, pa- doing panel like on talk shows. Oh, I know, shows. I know, yeah. I know. That's like morning radio. Yeah, and it's something, but that's also something I'm like super conscious of, which is why I think I'm a boring podcast guest. Is I'm terrified of being. She said that, that yesterday. Isn't that ridiculous? I'm t- this is much better this time, but even before, like, I'm terrified of being that comic who's always on and always like, here's a joke, here's another joke, and then people are like, are you doing bits? Or are you just doing jokes? And so oh. I'm more conscious of airing from any jokes. Oh, in geez. general, I'm like I'll just be boring because I don't want to be that person. Okay, but you know what? You know what I would say to that is if, uh, like, you have fun being funny, right? Yeah. Just have fun. Yeah. No, you I've know? had a great but time. A, but there is I've that fine line of there. Yeah. Is, there is the type of entertainer who is always. You're always an audience. No, I understand. And they're uh, always performing. Uh, like when Andy Kindler, who I love, when he comes here. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it's what we're doing here, but he's definitely on. So I get that. He's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. I don't know if Kindler can turn it. Like, I think that is just him, though. That, yeah. that, that might be right. Yeah. I don't know him. But then there's a guy like Eddie Pepitone, who's like, ah, cranked up to 11 on stage. And then we sat here and he's like the politest, quietest, like just deep thinker. It's just crazy. Yeah. 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 You, you never know what you're going to get, I guess. But Well, well not, I mean, you guys Emily. did your material oh, here you. for the last 45 minutes. and I, I, I Don't even bother coming to this show. You heard it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is that whole argument people give, especially like when doing morning radio and stuff. Is Well, I don't want to blow all my jokes. Yeah. You, is, are five minutes going to blow all your jokes? <laughs> right. And I, I also feel like podcast opens a whole – it's a whole new genre – Mm-hmm. Of interacting and and it's a whole you know it's a it's a realm of content that it, it's sort of better to not necessarily do your material in this space yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. because this is this is uh behind the curtains a mm-hmm. little bit you know uh, at least the podcasts I enjoy um, aren't like necessarily like, like this like, one you were trying to say yeah exactly yeah, yeah. they're not like tightly scripted produced pieces it's uh the producing here is me doing a shit ton of research and then not referencing any of it when i get what other research do you have that you want to reference oh i just bring a lot i want to know yeah i just bring a lot of stuff to talk about but one thing i I, before i'm gonna check the time here oh yeah let's do this real fast here i want to know what what is up with the uh i think it's great all the positivity you've been giving out on social media emily galati wow see i'm i'm get more shocked people notice all the time that i just keep Writing positive stuff. I, I just found some awful stuff written about me that I didn't like or appreciate. Okay. And I just was like, I don't want to be that person. So I just started writing positive stuff and being like, hey, guys, write something nice about someone or give someone a compliment. Just because I was just so hurt by everything I read. Mm. And uh, I sh- I'm shocked the amount of people who like... You're the only positive person on Facebook. And I'm like, what the heck? It's the exception, it's, not the rule. That's it's, fantastic. Right? It's crazy. That's it's fantastic. The reaction I've gotten has been amazing. Like, I and I feel better as a person. So, just, it, it does. And it, just even just, not that I don't think I was n- that negative before, but just even taking a moment just to even type it out. Like, just like, just go, hm, yeah, day's better. Look at that. Just walk around. I think it's way easier to shit talk. Of course. You know, than it is to think of something thoughtful. I think there are great things around you that you that you notice, but you just don't take mental note of. And I think that's more so what I've kind of at least encouraged people to do is just to like, oh, take note of that moment that like you actually smiled and then went about your day and did whatever you did. Hey, Derek, love that mustache. Yeah. I don't know. Sit on that one the rest of the day. That, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, uh, I get it. I get that people, because I mean, I just did it too. Like, all the positivity, it's, it stands out. 
It's, I'm I'm shocked, and like I get messages that just people just out of the blue, someone's like, "Hey, just your just your positive posts have been real nice. Like, I look forward to them." And I'm like, "I'm, thank you." Is it something with you, uh, you comics based out of Chicago, like Kevin Bozeman, when he was on this positivity run on Facebook, like giving out, you know, like when he was paying it forward? Oh yeah, that giving, Bozeman did that last year. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Bozeman or what made him do that. Um, Bozeman's great though. I yeah. mean, just fun to hang out with. Like. I feel like I don't know if Bozeman's ever been real negative. I don't know though. Yeah, he always just seems fun and in a good mood. Chill. Yeah. He's chill. Yeah. I don't use that word, but I did now. He's chill. It's the correct description of Kevin yeah. Bozeman. All right. Anything else we should cover here? Because I think we've taken up. Uh, I've taken up enough of your time here. Anything coming up in the next year that you want to mention, or next week, or America's next month? America's Got or? Talent, maybe. <laughs> I may or may not have a Comics Unleashed episode to air. (laughs) (laughs) Where would people, uh, let's say you were going to tweet about that. Where would people see that, It would be at Emily Galati. Okay. Yeah, that's my Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, at just Emily, Mm G-A-L-A-T-I. That's it. Nice. So it's real easy to find. It's real easy to find. If you you weren't one of the 10,000 people who were trying to follow me on my last Comic Standing episode... (laughs) It's right there. there. I've got another 9,600 to go. <laughs> no limits. No limits. Awesome. Derek, how about you? When, you were t- when you're going to go like in, let's say, a week and tweet about her appearance on Comics Unleashed, where yeah. do people see that? Uh, at Stand Up Magician. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Stand Up Comic, but Stand Up Magician. Mm-hmm. I still have the t-shirt you gave me last time. Hey. Mm-hmm. I still have a box full of them. <laughs> oh, I hate trying to pitch merch. I really it's awful feeling. It's not in my. It's just oh, it's tough. But yeah. you know, I got babies now. I got I got to get better at it. Um, I have two cats. I, I wanted to tell you, I am going to do a taping of uh, Penn and Teller did a show in the UK called Fool Us, mm-hmm. and they're doing a. Uh, they aired it on the CW last year, and it got great numbers. So they're doing a US production, and uh, later this month, uh, I'll go to Vegas and tape. Uh, six whole minutes. That's a nice, nice chunk of TV time for Penn and Teller's Fool Us. And I don't know when it will air, but uh, it will. And so I will tweet about that at Stand Up Magician. I'm excited about this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You have it all planned out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just went into uh, the EP's office a couple of days ago and ran through a few options. And we locked down the set that. Uh, I'm going to do, and then uh, I'm actually working, I'm running that set a little bit this week, um, you know, just getting it up to speed. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's great. All right. I think we covered it. I think we covered it. Thanks, Justin. You think we covered it? I think we covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Emily. Keep Thank kicking you. ass. I'll see you, you tonight, Emily. Okay. <laughs>